Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we are going to visit with our friends from the Relationship Safety Alliance and the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. With us today, Jill McKenzie who is Community Relations Manager and Alex Dominguez who is the Programs Manager. And ladies, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank Thank you you so much. Yeah, and as we start uh, the month of October here, it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, isn't it, it is. Alex? It is. So this month is uh, kind of our busiest month as far as awareness and fundraising. It is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So we thought we'd just come today and talk a little bit about what that means to us. Yeah, you know, what? Uh, how do you define domestic violence? Because it's more than people think, isn't it? It is. It's a lot more than what most people think, and sometimes they don't even realize that they're in a domestic violence situation. So domestic violence is a pattern of behaviors that are used by one person in order to gain power and control over another person. Uh, Violence can take place in any relationship. It can be an intimate partner relationship. It could be a spouse, a partner, a roommate, um, or anybody that you view as a trusted individual. Okay. And often we think, well, it's the guy over the woman, but that's not always true either, is it? No, not at all. So anybody can be a victim to domestic violence. Um, That's why at RSA we serve and work with anybody that is experiencing domestic violence. And it can take many different forms. So there can be emotional abuse, which could look like isolating you from your family, from your friends, Mm -hmm. threatening to harm you or your children. Um, Maybe you feel controlled by them. You can't make a decision without their permission. It can also be threats of harm to pets as well um, and can include behaviors like gaslighting. Mm -hmm. There's also verbal abuse. So this could be name calling, belittling, shaming you or also hurtful criticism, criticism of you. Um, Stalking is another form of abuse. Mm -hmm. Economic abuse, which is one that most people don't really think about. So that's using credit cards or your money without your permission. Maybe they control all the money and you're not allowed to withholding it. Yeah, Yeah. you're not allowed to have any access to funds at all. Uh, Interfering with your job. So maybe they're stalking you at work, Mm. calling you nonstop, not allowing you to go to work. Um, They could also be forcing you to hand over your paycheck as soon as you get it. So again, taking control over that money. People don't really think about that one as much. Mm -hmm. There's also the physical side of abuse, so damaging your property, pushing you, shoving you, hurting the children or pets again, and also maybe even keeping you hostage at home, not allowing you to leave. Mm. And then, of course, the last one is sexual assault as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, of course, uh, we've said this before, but I think uh, people think, well, here we are in the beautiful Brainerd Lakes area. This doesn't happen much around here, and you guys would say, well... Well, we would say uh, a little bit differently. Uh, For example, so in Minnesota as a whole, 33.9% of women and 25.1% of men will experience intimate partner violence in their lifetime, which will include physical violence, sexual violence, and stalking. That's a third of the population. Right. So again, and those numbers show that it affects men and And women. women, This is an everybody issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year in Minnesota, we had nearly 70,000 victims that received services from domestic violence agencies in all of Minnesota. Um, That's a large portion of our population. Yes, it is. That's a lot of people. Um, Just another kind of fact for you. So domestic abuse victims account for one quarter of the violent crimes in Minnesota, which doesn't seem as high one quarter. However, keep in mind that 80% of domestic assaults go unreported. So that's not even a a true number. How many there are. We know it's much higher. Right. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those numbers are staggering. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. scary when you when you look at the numbers of the situation mm-hmm. for Minnesota. And and I you quote the Minnesota numbers, but we know you stay very busy right here in our area. We do. 
uh, last year we provided services to 5,857 non-residential people and 447 residential people, so staying at the shelter. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I don't like those numbers. That's yeah. not good. No, and those numbers just continue to grow. Um, I think it's safe to say our numbers have been even higher this year. Okay. So people are listening, and they know the services are there. How do you get that person that's sitting there, they know they're in a situation, they want to get out, they're scared to get out, and they're scared to take that first step. What do you recommend to that person sitting there basically shaking in their shoes right now? So we always recommend for them to call our shelter anytime. Mm -hmm. The number is 218-828-1216. Leaving is the most dangerous time for a victim, Mm -hmm. so we always encourage them to call us, safety plan with us, and allow us to support them through that decision and through that time so that they can leave safely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good advice. And there is a way to do it, and and many have. Absolutely. Our shelter is an option. Um, Sometimes we work with other shelters to to relocate them to the cities if maybe distance is Mm -hmm. what's going to help with safety, Mm -hmm. Um, but reach out to us and allow us to help you take those first steps. Okay. There's definitely help. Yeah. And it seems to me you also help to kind of, uh, because so many of your life is, uh, is kind of upended when you end up at the shelter, but you help them after that to kind of get things back in order too, don't you? Yeah. So we provide everything they need while staying at the shelter from food, clothing, hygiene needs, baby needs, anything that they can identify. Mm-hmm. And we also like to continue that support once they leave the shelter with departure gifts to help them establish in a new home, mm-hmm. um, maybe plates, pots and pans, anything that they need to kind of get that going. Because that's one of those things too. It's like, okay, they may be experiencing some emotional abuse and maybe a little physical abuse, but then, but if I leave, I don't have money. I don't have my own income. How do I get, get but knowing that that service is there and that those things that you need will be provided can make a huge difference in your decision to finally just pull the plug and go. Absolutely. And once somebody starts working with us, we are there as long as they need us. Mm-hmm. So if they come into the shelter to stay or if they just come in for services, they can continue to connect with us afterwards. They can also attend our support group. So mm-hmm. we do have a weekly support group for anybody that would like to attend. They do not have to be a resident. Uh, it was held on Tuesdays starting on November 1st. Our support group will be on Wednesdays from 6 to 8 p.m. We do provide child care during that time. So we have our own little kids group that goes <laughs> along. They get to go outside and play and do crafts. Sometimes an officer will come and read to them, but they get their own support with one another as well. So like I said, our support group is shifting over till Wednesdays, 6 to 8, and it will be facilitated by Karen Wusso, our Mm. uh, on-staff social worker. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. And of course, I think you guys have mentioned this before, too. But my cat, my cat, my dog, my my pet, there's a home for them, too, if they want to take those upon leaving, right? Absolutely. So nobody gets left behind mm-hmm. when they're seeking help. So we can house cats and dogs at our shelter. And then we're able to work with a couple other resources as well to, to help house larger pets um, okay. if needed. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. You know, that can make a difference, too, in someone's decision. So. Now, I know you have a dedicated staff, but you also depend on volunteers and help to make this happen for those that need a little help at the shelter, don't you? 
Absolutely. Volunteers help keep us going each day. So if you're interested in volunteering at the shelter, you can go to our website at relationshipsafetyalliance.org and fill out an application. It goes right to our volunteer coordinators, Mary Mm -hmm. and Jill, Mm -hmm. and then they'll kind of set you up with whatever your special interest is, whatever your special skill is, whether it be working the front desk, uh, maintenance, hanging out with kids, or working events too. Uh, We've got lots of areas of need, so all are welcome to apply. And you need everybody to make it happen. Yes. Okay. And donations are also uh, much needed all the time, are they not? Yeah, so like I mentioned, we supply everything for our clients with their staying with us. So currently, we definitely need some boys' and girls' clothes as Mm -hmm. we're transitioning from summer to winter. Um, We also need women's long sleeves and sweatshirts, um, multicultural hair products, pull-ups, we go through those mm. rather quickly. <laughs> so those yes. are always a huge help. Um, I think some people don't think about that we could use is trail cams and door cams. So when we have mm. somebody coming in for an order for protection, maybe they need that extra security quickly, we can put up a trail cam. It can also mm. then be used in evidence for a hearing if needed. That's so a good if point. you're getting new trail cams this year, feel free to donate your old ones to us. That's good. We always wow. think cell phones. We've heard that for so many years. Donate your unused cell phones. Uh, but that's another one. Absolutely. We still wow. get that question, too. We still mm-hmm. take cell phones. We okay. can use those as 911 phones. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Anything else we should know about needs or programs? Um, I would say check out our Facebook. So mm-hmm. we're pretty active on Facebook. We try to keep a ongoing list of our current needs, current events, anything that's going on with our ag- within our agency. Um, so I would say follow us on Facebook and check that out. Okay. And Jill, there is an event coming up, isn't there? There is. Uh, on Tuesday, October 10th at 630, we will have our annual candlelight vigil. We are holding that this year at the beautiful Lyman P. White Park, Mm -hmm. just north of the fishing pier where we normally would hold it, Uh, backside of the football field, so easy to find. Great parking. We've had, you know, walking down those, that walkway before was not the best, but our... um, Yeah, the new location is going to be very nice for this. Yes, that venue um, is just so more accessible for the public. Um, We are going to have the Crow Wing County Sheriff Eric Klang and Chiefs John Davis and Jim Exted from Brainerd and Baxter will be reading the names of the 24 Mm. statewide victims. These victims have left behind a staggering 34 minor children and 15 adult children. Oof due to their deaths. Um, Mayor uh, Dave Bedeau will be reading the governor's proclamation, and Kurt Pribnow, the law enforcement instructor at CLC, Mm -hmm. will be reading the domestic violence pledge. And you said again this was October 10th, and what time? At 6.30 p.m. Okay. Um, The social worker program from CLC will provide a warm beverage table, which last year was very warm. We wish Mm -hmm. they had had a cold beverage table. (laughs) But they are... Wonderful. Um, they support us every year. Um, this year, something new, we started a clothesline project. Mm. That focuses specifically on the victims within our own region. Um, Alex, myself, and our advocates have made up T-shirts to honor each of our regional victims of intimate partner homicide. Mm. We started with the victims of the past few years, and we're building on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we make sure each shirt emulates each victim and honors their lives. Nice. Volunteers will be there to light candles for each of the 24 victims as their names are read. Mm -hmm. And we'll also have some additional information on domestic violence. 
this is an event that is totally open to the public, so we hope we, with that we see you there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, in November, we start all of our holiday events, the Giving Trees, Adopt a Family, and, oh, of yes. course, Santa at the Shelter. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a few pop-up fundraisers, so definitely watch our website for those dates. We want you to call 911 if you're in immediate danger. Like Alex said, follow us and like us on Facebook. Go to our website, Mm relationshipsafety.org. You can email us at inforelationshipsafety.org. Our numbers are 218-828-1216 or 888-777-1248. And as always, I have a little reading. (laughs) In addition to reaching out for help, you will also need to reach within yourself. Your biggest ally will be your emotions. Through them, you learn more about what you really what really happened to you, how the abuse affected you, and what you need to do in order to heal. Your emotions will enable you to reclaim the self you long ago hid away. Mm-hmm. That was by Beverly Ingle. Mm-hmm. So I'd like Very to, nice. on behalf of uh, Alex and myself, thank you so much for having us here today. Please feel free to contact us with any questions or to schedule a tour. When it comes to domestic violence, don't be silent. Yeah. And thank you again, Ken and Tess, for having us on today. Absolutely. Uh, And if uh, folks want to make donations of cash or products, if you will, and clothing and so on, they can always call ahead. They can call ahead to the shelter. Uh, Donations can be dropped off at the shelter. Checks can be dropped off at the shelter. And you can also go to our website to make a donation as well. Very good. Well, again, Tuesday, October 10th at 6.30 at the Lyman P. White Park. We invite everybody to that ceremony, uh, which is coming up next week already. So, mm-hmm. yep. Ladies, thank you for being here today to talk about this important subject. And thank you for what you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you again. Thank you for having us. Our guests today, Jill McKenzie, Community Relations Manager, and Alex Dominguez, Programs Manager with the Relationship Safety Alliance. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be listened to anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. Or you can listen through our free downloadable app that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.